0: Well, hello, and welcome to the Jazz Focus. Hope you are in the mood for hearing some great highways and byways of jazz recorded history. My name is John Clark, and we are happy to have you here with us today, and we're going to be listening to the music of a guitar player, Alan Royce. And I have to do a shout out to a fine band leader and guitarist on the west coast Jonathan Stout who proposed this program to me see if you make a request sometimes it works uh he suggested a couple of tunes that I was not aware of as uh, including good Alan Rice participation solos and rhythm playing and I had a whole bunch on my shelf that I've always loved so wonderful way to do a show Anyway, Alan Royce was a guitar player who was born in 1915 in New York City. He originally studied with George Van Epps of the Van Epps family of string players. and uh, He was known primarily as a rhythm guitarist, although we will hear multiple places today where he takes very effective solos, including a couple on uh, electric guitar. But he was known as a, one of the most solid rhythm guitarists of the swing era, especially uh, of the white players. He sounded quite a bit like uh, Freddie Green when he got going in the rhythm section. So he played uh, with a number of bands in the 1930s before joining Benny Goodman's first band, or one of his first bands anyway, and made quite a few recordings with them. He started... Uh, Touring with the Goodman Band from the very earliest days In their Manhattan and Congress Hotel days He's on the famous Thesaurus Rhythm Makers session We're going to hear one tune from that Uh, From that point he went to Paul Whiteman's band for a little while He was actually featured quite a bit with them He went with uh, Jack Teagarden Although I'm not sure he was a regular member of the band He might have been a temporary member uh, And was featured on one number we're going to hear And then went with Harry James in the middle 1940s After a couple of other tours with Benny Goodman In 1945 he headed out to the West Coast He became a studio musician, although he recorded a lot of jazz sessions. We're going to hear a little sample of those coming up. And uh, stayed out there for the rest of his life. He was a teacher and a studio musician. He died in 1988 in North Hollywood. So we're going to start out with... uh... Some of the tunes that he recorded, at least initially, in the 1930s. I haven't organized these in any particular way other than having the big band things in uh, the middle set. But today we're going to start with a tune that Jonathan Stout uh, suggested. This is uh, the Teddy Wilson Orchestra and a tune called Coquette suitably it starts with a guitar solo he doesn't come back too much in the rest of the tune but he does a lovely intro and we're going to hear lots of short solos by alan royce on these recordings so this band uh featured members of the benny goodman band in fact almost entirely members of the Benny Goodman band, on July 30th of 1937. They were out in Los Angeles, and uh, they made this date for Brunswick under Teddy Wilson's name. Harry James is on trumpet, Benny Goodman on clarinet, Vito Musso on tenor, Teddy Wilson on piano, Alan Royce on guitar, Harry Goodman on bass, and Gene Krupa on drums. And on the other tunes on this set, we have uh, vocals by Boots Castle, but Coquette is uh, an instrumental through and through. Then we're going to go to another uh, tune that was recorded uh, by members of the Benny Goodman Band, led, in fact, by uh, one specific member of the Benny Goodman Band, Lionel Hampton, the great vibraphone player. Uh, He had a whole series of recordings on RCA Victor during the 1930s, where he brought together whoever was in town in terms of jazz players and... um, featured them on on some really rip-roaring performances. This one is a little more of a uh, Tin Pan Alley ballad performance that features Hampton on vocal and a little bit of vibraphone. This is uh, the Object of My Affection, which was composed by Pinky Tomlin and uh, will feature, in addition to Alan Royce and Lionel Hampton, Ziggy Elman on trumpet, Vito Musso on clarinet and tenor sax, Art Rolini on tenor sax, Jess Stacy on piano, Johnny Miller on bass, Cozy Cole on drums. And that's from September 5th of 1937, and that uh, is also done in Hollywood. I believe the band was out there making uh, the film... Hollywood Hotel, which was released in 1938, so that would be the object of my affection. After that, we're going to go uh, to a tune that was recorded uh, a little bit later, in the 1940s, You Know It, uh, tuned by Corky Corcoran, the tenor sax player, and this is a band led by him, Corky Corcoran and his orchestra, featuring Emmett Berry. This was done also in Los Angeles, but after Alan Royce went out there permanently. This was done on May 15th of 1945 for keynote and features Emmett Berry, the great uh, black trumpet player who had played with... Uh, Horace Henderson, Fletcher Henderson, many great bands on trumpet. Willie Smith on alto sax. He had been with Jimmy Lunsford's band at the time. I think he had uh, gone with Charlie Spivak's band and left, and I think he might have been with uh, Harry James at that point, as were uh, Corky Corcoran on tenor sax, Dota Marmarosa on piano, Alan Royce on guitar, Ed Milick on bass, and Nick Fatool on drums. So largely a Harry James organization there. So speaking of Harry James, we're going to go next to I'm confessing that I love you recorded live by Harry James at the Casino Gardens uh, on December 3rd of 1944, I believe in New York. Uh, and this features the regular Harry James band at the time. We're going to hear some Willie Smith on alto sax, uh, along with Harry James on trumpet, and as I said, Alan Royce on guitar. Royce was uh, unusual in that he was uh, featured so often as a guitar player, but clearly band leaders appreciated his, uh, his contributions. Following that, we're going to do another, or hear another West Coast uh, tune. This was something called The Willies, uh, which was named for Willie Smith, the alto player just mentioned. This was done uh, by Shorty Chirac and his orchestra, a very similar band to the uh, one we just heard. And this was done in Los Angeles on January 31st, 1946, for uh, for keynote, excuse me, uh, featuring Shorty Chirac on trumpet, Willie Smith on alto, Corky Carcran on tenor. Uh, Arnold Ross on piano, we'll be hearing more from him later on, Alan Royce, Ed Mylick, and Dave Coleman on drums. Actually, it was for Signature Records, not uh, Keynote. So quite a range of little combo recordings coming up, and one more organized thing by Harry James. So we're going to hear the Teddy Wilson Orchestra doing Coquette, Lionel Hampton and his orchestra, The Object of My Affection, uh, Corky Corcoran and his uh, sextet featuring Emmett Berry, You Know It, the Harry James Orchestra with "I'm Confessin'" and the Shorty Sherock Orchestra with "The Willies."
1: affection change my complexion from brown to rosy red anytime she holds my hand and tells me that she's mine there are many girls who can thrill me and some who can fill me with dreams of happiness but I know that I will never rest until she says she's mine cause I'm not afraid she'll leave me not the kind to be unfair, but instead I trust her implicitly, she can go where she wants to go, do what she wants to do, I sure don't care, the object of my affection can change my complexion from brown to rosy red, any time she holds my hand and tells me that she's mine.
0: as the dance moves on, it's something on the instrumental side. I'm confessing that I love you. there for a minute. performances there we started out with the teddy wilson orchestra uh, doing coquette on the west coast in 1937 followed by the object of my affection the uh, lionel hampton orchestra uh, also almost the same time a couple of months later on the west coast while the band was filming hollywood hotel we heard Alan Royce on guitar starting out coquette and then taking a bridge in uh, Object of My Affection. We also heard Vito Musso on both cuts on tenor sax. Uh, we heard on the first one Harry James and Benny Goodman. On the second one we heard uh, Ziggy Ellman and Jess Stacy, also and Art Rolini on uh, tenor sax. So an interesting cross-section of the Goodman band doing a couple of pickup dates there, both dependent upon Alan Royce for the rhythm and also some solos as well. Then we went to that uh, Corky Corcoran uh, recording. Corky Corcoran and his uh, orchestra, I guess it was, featuring Emmett Berry, the great trumpet player, for Keynote Records in 1945, and You Know It. And that had some fine guitar, a whole chorus of guitar, in fact. Uh, It was uh, our first uh, look at Alan Royce on an extended solo. And then we heard Willie Smith on alto sax, who's featured on the next two tunes as well. We heard Corky Corcoran, of course, on tenor sax. And uh, on trumpet, we heard... Emmett Berry. So following that, we went to the Harry James Orchestra. It was actually a small group from the James Band. It was the James Sextet, I guess, with, I think it was Dono Rosa on piano, but Willie Smith on alto, Alan Royce on guitar, uh, Ed Milick on bass, Harry James on trumpet, and I'm not sure who the drummer was in this case. He was going through drummers at the time, but that was a live broadcast from December of 1943. Uh, and indeed, it, I said it was in New York, it was not. It was actually just after this band ended up out at uh, out on the West Coast playing at the Casino Gardens. And at this point, I guess uh, Alan Royce decided to stay there. He stayed there with the James Band and stayed there for the rest of his life, pretty much. That was I'm confessin', if I didn't mention that. And by the way, we have another Willie Smith tune, this time dedicated to him, called The Willies. And that's Shorty Chirac and his orchestra. Shorty Chirac had played with Gene Krupa, Uh, with Jimmy Dorsey for a while, many different bands, a good swing-era trumpet player influenced by Roy Eldridge, again with Willie Smith and Corky Corcoran, Arnold Ross on piano, Ed Milick on bass, and Dave Coleman on drums, and Alan Royce on guitar, basically the rhythm section of the Harry James Band at the time, recording for Signature on um, uh, January 31st of 1946. At, At any rate, they were Harry James alums. I don't know if they were actually in the band at the time. So we're going to go on now and uh, here's some of the recordings that Alan Royce made with various big bands that he was associated with. The first one is, If I Could Be With You One Hour Tonight, the great... uh uh, 1920s tune, James P. Johnson, and uh, this was recorded, as I said, by Benny Goodman's band for the Thesaurus Rhythm Makers, and that was the to the Disc of the group, uh, recording for Thesaurus transcriptions. And we've played many transcription recordings here over our various shows and podcasts, and um, they were done on one day, uh, June 6th of 1935, 51 tracks, uh, all done for radio broadcast, not for commercial uh, sale or anything like that. It was the regular Benny Goodman band right at the very beginning of their uh, national career. They hadn't gone to the West Coast yet. They were about to do that and that's where they found their their immediate fame that really launched them uh, into the popular stratosphere. Uh, As I said, this is uh, If I Could Be With You, which features a very nice guitar solo. It also features a very nice alto sax solo by the lead alto player Toots Mondello, who uh, was a player that Goodman always featured when he had him in the band. Uh, Toots did not travel. Uh, He stayed in New York, so Jaime Scherzer was the lead alto player for the tour. He played second here. Art Rolini and Dick Clark on tenors. Frank Freba on piano. Alan Royce on guitar. Harry Goodman on drums and Gene Krupa on, or excuse me, Harry Goodman on bass and Gene Krupa on drums. In the brass section, we have Red Ballard and Jack Lacey on trombone. Pee-wee Irwin plays the trumpet solos, along with Nate Kazabier and Jerry Neary in the section as well. Very, very well-recorded band. Uh, They just went in and banged out one tune after another. Uh, Occasionally some mistakes, although with Benny Goodman, you didn't really have any mistakes in his band or none to speak of. uh, But we got a lovely guitar solo here. Then we're going to go to uh, Alan Royce's next employer, which was... Paul Whiteman, Paul Whiteman, the great band leader of the 1920s, the so-called king of jazz. Whiteman was still leading a popular band in the 1930s, although certainly not a cutting-edge one. He had some very fine musicians in there by 1938 or so, uh, but it was not really a jazz band. However, Whiteman had some interesting recording ideas, and he recorded his so-called swing wing, which had the horn players uh, playing some much more jazzy arrangements, and uh, uh, two recording sessions done for Decca in 1938 and 39, called the Paul Whiteman Swinging Strings. And we're going to hear some from March 25, 1939, because that was after Alan Royce joined the band. And so this has a full violin section, four violins, along with Roy Bargy on piano and uh, celesta. On guitars, we have Alan Royce and Art Ryerson. Alan Royce is the soloist in here. Um, Then we have Artie Miller on bass, Rolla Leyland on drums, and, of course, directed by Paul Whiteman. We're going to hear the tune Minuet in Jazz, which was recorded or rather uh, composed by Raymond Scott, and uh, this will be Paul Whiteman's Swingin' Strings. Following that, we're going to go to Jack Teagarden and his orchestra. Jack Teagarden put together a very fine big band in the spring of 1939. Uh, which by the fall of 1939 had basically bankrupted him, uh, but they made some fine recordings. He used a lot of his close friends from the swing era bands that he had played with, and they were all fairly high-priced players, and so that was what sort of drove him to bankruptcy. He reformed early in 1940 and had a much younger band that presumably didn't uh, strain the pocketbook quite so much. The tune we're going to hear is called Pickin' for Patsy, and this was recorded on May 5th of 1939, second... uh, the second um, uh, session that the band did for the Brunswick label this is co-credited to Jack Teagarden and Alan Royce and in this band we're going to hear Charlie Spivak, Glenn, Carl Garvin and Lee Castle on trumpets, Jose Gutierrez, Mark Bennett, Charles McCamish and Jack Teagarden on trombones, Clint Garvin and Art St. John on clarinet and alto, John Van Epps and Hub Lytle on clarinet and tenor sax, Ernie Cazares on tenor, or clarinet and baritone sax, John Anderson on piano, Alan Royce on guitar, Art Miller on bass, and Cubby Teagarden on drums. That's pickin' for Patsy. Then we're going to go to one more big band uh, that um, Royce played with for a brief amount of time anyway. I'm not sure how long he was with Jimmy Dorsey and his orchestra, but he made a number of recordings with him, including this one, which was called Sorghum Switch a tune by Jesse Stone, the African-American band leader uh, who later went into production and and produced many, many great rhythm and blues and and blues recordings of uh, the 1950s and 60s. If we have time, we may throw in a uh, Lucky Strike Extra at the end of that, but for now, that's what we're gonna hear. Benny Goodman and his orchestra, if I could be with you one hour tonight, Paul Whiteman, Swinging Strings, Minuet and Jazz, Jack Teagarden in his orchestra, picking for Patsy, and Jimmy Dorsey in his orchestra, The Sorghum Switch, all featuring Alan (laughs) Royce. quite a range of different types of jazz, uh, all featuring Alan Royce. We started out with the Benny Goodman Orchestra, masquerading as the Thesaurus Rhythm Makers in 1935, If I Could Be With You One Hour Tonight, featuring Benny Goodman on clarinet, Tuts Mondello on alto sax, and a whole chorus for Alan Royce on guitar, and that was very unusual in 1935. Then we went to Minuet and Jazz, that Raymond Scott tune done by Paul Whiteman and his Swinging Strings, There were two guitars in there, Art Ryerson and Royce, and Ryerson might have taken the single string solo, and Royce took the little chordal solo at the end. They were in tandem in that band, which is kind of an interesting sound, as as I think you'll agree. Then we went to Pickin' for Patsy. That was a, a, a Jack Teagarden and Alan Royce composition, Jack Teagarden and his orchestra from May 5th of 1939 for Brunswick, his full big band, but really a concerto for guitar in that case, all Alan Royce. We went on to that Jimmy Dorsey uh, tune, Sargum Switch, uh, composed by Jesse Stone and recorded in 1942. Uh, the discography say Guy Smith is the guitar player on there who did play for Jimmy Dorsey, but uh, Jonathan Stout, who proposed this program, said it's, he feels it's quite definitely Alan Royce either sitting in or playing for a certain time with that band, he wasn't sure which, but he said he was just switching to, uh, or experimenting with electric guitar at that point. We're gonna hear a little bit more in the next session of how that went. Then we had some time, so I put in one more tune, and the tune that I put in was Young Man's Blues, Part 2, in fact. That was recorded in December of 1945 in Los Angeles for Lamplighter, uh, one of the many small recording labels out there that uh, came in as the... Recording ban was uh, being lifted in 1944 or so and recorded a range of different jazz musicians from Dixieland players to bebop players. And here we have uh, an unusual combination of players. Claude Trenier is on vocal. He was one of the Trenier twins. He actually had a career in rhythm and blues and early rock and roll. Barney Bagard from New Orleans and Duke Ellington is on clarinet. Eddie Beale on piano. Alan Rice on guitar, red calendar and bass, and Zutty Singleton, New Orleans player, on drums. Uh, and some very good blues playing, an introduction and a chorus as well by Alan Rice. We're going to be hearing another tune from almost that session coming up in just uh, a couple of minutes. So, we're going to go to another tune that was recorded by a band named Peck's Bad Boys. And I have to credit uh, Jonathan Stout for turning me on to this. I'd never even heard this recording. Um, a very interesting performance that uh, is a rhythm section. I'm not exactly sure who was in it. Uh, this was from 1945 and was recorded, I believe, on the Ash label. Uh, Mo Ash, who was a, a folk and... Uh, uh, protest music connoisseur did a lot of blues and early jazz as well, but this was uh, an interesting group with Alan Rice on guitar. Jimmy Smith playing electric console guitar, so-called. It really sounds like a steel guitar. I don't think this is the same Jimmy Smith who recorded Moonlight in Vermont, or uh, well, that's Johnny Smith, but the Jimmy Smith who recorded for Blue Note later on. I'm not sure about that. Mike Weidmer on uh, electric guitar, tenor guitar, and Leonard Corsale on bass, and I believe this tune, I Never Knew, is the only thing that was released from that session. Um, But we're going to hear an example of that right now. And that has some great Alan Royce on Peck's Bad Boys doing I Never Knew." Then we're going to hear uh, a recording that was done by uh, Charlie Ventura, the great tenor sax player who had made his name with Gene Krupa, but stayed out on the West Coast in the 40s and started playing some things that were really quite a bit more like bebop. He had a group called Bop for the People a little bit later on. This band features Red Rodney on trumpet, Charlie Kennedy on alto sax with Ventura on tenor, or uh, excuse me, Charlie Kennedy on alto sax with Ventura on tenor, um, Teddy Napoleon on piano, Alan Royce on guitar, Red Calendar on bass, and Nick Fatool on drums. done for the Black and White label in May of 1946. It's called Slow Joe and is a uh, Charlie Ventura composition. And we're going to go back to Lamplighter uh, from that same series of sessions that produced The Young Man's Blues. These are done in Los Angeles in December of 1945. We're going to hear the Lamplighter's All-Stars doing My Melancholy Baby. Uh, This features Ray Lynn, uh, studio and big band player on trumpet Vic Dickinson is on trombone He and Barney Begard on clarinet had uh, just recorded with Louis Armstrong out there Or were about to uh, for the movie New Orleans And I think uh, also had Red Calendar on bass and Zutty Singleton on drums All members of this band We're also going to hear Willie Smith on alto Calvin Jackson on piano And of course Alan Royce on guitar then we're going to finish up with two tunes that were credited to the Arnold Ross Quintet, although I don't believe they were ever released at the time. They were unearthed when um, they were putting together the complete keynote records in the 1990s or 1980s, I guess, and they found this session, which had never been released, and don't know why, because it's an excellent session. It was done in April of 1946 for keynote in Los Angeles, and the Arnold Ross Quintet was Benny Carter on alto sax, Arnold Ross on piano, Alan Royce on guitar, Artie Bernstein on bass, and Nick Fatool on drums. And the two tunes we're going to hear that feature the best Alan Royce are The Moon Is Low and Bye Bye Blues. The Moon Is Low, of course, is not a terribly well-known tune, although it should be better known. Nazio Herb Brown and Arthur Freed. Bye Bye Blues is usually considered an old-timey tune, but here given a very up-to-date swing treatment. And these are both alternate takes, I should point out, because I think I may go back and put in uh, the session again on a show and just do all of the release takes so those are our tunes Uh, Alan Rice featured with, let's see Peck's Bad Boys on I Never Knew and Charlie Ventura's Sextet on Slow Joe The Lamplighter All-Stars on Melancholy Baby and the Arnold Ross Quintet with The Moon Is Low and Bye Bye Blues There we have it. Alan Royce with various groups who started out with Peck's Bad Boys. I never knew. That must have been a, an attempt to crack the western swing market in the mid-40s. That was a big music in uh, Los Angeles at that time. Spade Cooley and Bob Wills were every bit as popular as the Dorseys and Benny Goodman and so forth. So that steel guitar and the two-beat feel might have uh, might have been uh, attempts to, to, to convince the audience that this was a western swing group, which it clearly wasn't. We had a steel guitar, an electric guitar, and Alan Royce playing acoustic guitar as well as the bass. Then we went to Slow Joe, uh, which has our one and only uh, example in this set anyway of Royce playing electric guitar, this time with the Charlie Ventura sextet. We heard Red Rodney on trumpet, uh, Charlie Ventura taking a beautiful tenor sax solo, uh, and of course Alan Royce. That tune was probably just more or less their take on the tune Soft Winds, which has been credited to Benny Goodman, but was probably a Charlie Christian tune in, in its beginnings. Then we went to Melancholy Baby, that Lamplighters All Stars recording, starting out with Barney Bagard on clarinet, and then Vic Dickinson taking a very uh, personal trombone solo. Calvin Jackson on piano, and uh, Artie Bernstein on bass, with some very fine Alan Royce in there as well. Then we heard those two tunes by the Arnold Ross Quintet, featuring Benny Carter on alto sax, "The Moon Is Low" and "Bye Bye Blues," which had superb rhythm section guitar and guitar solos by Alan Royce. He uh, was one of the few players who really could go back and forth, the rhythm and solos, and be convincing in each way. Um, and that's uh, a good reason that we're featuring him today on the Jazz Focus. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. This has been a lot of fun for me. Thanks to Jonathan Stout for suggesting this program and some of the recordings herein. Uh, lots more programs coming up. If you have any ideas, please get in touch with me on my social media. My band is the Wolverine Jazz Band, so wolverinejazzband.net or Wolverine Jazz band on Facebook. Instagram. And uh, keep tuning in. we we'll have lots more to come. And I'll see you on the other side.